and we are live. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Radowski and Jason Burmis of WeAreChange.org here for our weekly live news show. And uh, yeah, we've been so busy. I didn't even have time to look at your recommendations to uh, what to call this show. But again, today is March 16th, 2019. We're going to be live here for the next hour on Facebook, on Periscope. And the podcast of this episode will be available on iTunes later. But predominantly, we're going to be talking to you guys here on our main YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash we are change, where we're going to be in interacting with your chats, especially your super chats, and of course, taking your phone calls. But Jason, I wanted to kind of talk to you before we get it off, uh, get get the go, get the show rolling here, because I, I, I honestly think this is going to be the last time we're going to be doing the show. Uh, and I'm saying that, uh, to be honest and be clear with everyone, because um, the algorithm here, especially on YouTube, does not favor live shows. Uh, it kind of hurts the channel, hurts its, its ranking, hurts people from seeing the bigger videos. And we've been putting in a lot of extra work recently. We not only do a video a day on this main channel, but we do three every day, three videos a day on the backup channel uh youtube.com forward slash luke we are change again we're going to pick a different name for it it was just the backup channel but uh what, what i think is going to happen here um i mean end it for now but bring it back at another platform maybe i think the best way th that i could uh kind of end things is to end it here on youtube but specifically tell everyone to sign up on our email list because that is the best way to stay in touch with us on wearechange.org. And then hopefully maybe we could do it, do the live show on an alternative platform, whether DTube or Tube or Minds and kind of maybe work out an agreement with an alternative platform that will be more friendly towards us and will prioritize uh, live streams and our interactions with people. So I guess stay tuned to the email list is the best way to pretty much find out where we're going to be doing the, the live show next. Uh, but for now, we're taking a break and we're going to be doing a special live show next week just for the sponsors. So if you're a member, if you're a part of our Subscribestar uh, support network, if you're on the, the wearechange.org website as a sponsor, um, I, I think most likely we're going to be doing, no, excuse me, we are going to be doing a special show just for the sponsors uh, next week, 4 p.m. Saturday. I will send out the links uh, to the members' logins to uh, the wearechange.org, to the subscribe star as a post, just to specifically interact, take your phone calls, uh, and talk to you guys one-on-one -on -one about the future of We Are Change and where we're going to go. Uh, because obviously, we're all sponsored by uh, you guys, uh, and, and our content has been extremely, extremely, uh, like not only streamlined, but increased within the last two weeks, Jason. I mean, we've been busting our humps. It uh, sure does, but I want to go on the record and say pure blasphemy. I am totally against this, guys. I have been against okay, this. Uh, that's why we're discussing it here. Like, we're so busy. We barely <laughs> had time to even discuss this. We're discussing it live, Jason. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So, Luke, yeah. Lee Stewie, I'm with you. Paywall, no. But let's put it this way. Um, we almost made it a year on this. and kind of disappointed we didn't. I think this is yeah. like... Well, not a paywall. We're not doing a paywall. We're doing a special live show just for the sponsors. Which just is a paywall. To to them, just, <laughs> just the future. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on there. Listen, Jason, gosh darn it. Uh, it's, I love it's specifically She's great. to talk to people who allow us to exist as an independent media organization to talk about what we're going to do next and what alternative platform we're going to be doing a live show later on uh, with. So, again, the live show temporarily is going off air from YouTube because it's hurting us. It's hurting our reach. I disagree. And we're gonna move it. <laughs> 
no, you look at the numbers again. Again, every every professional that I talk to in this business, uh, the numbers and the analytics and all that specifically say YouTube is hurting us uh, because of this. And again, there's also a thing to you know, there's a number of issues to to get here. But this is why I wanted to have this kind of you know. Again, I want to talk to you about it as transparently as I could with the audience so we could move forward in a, in a good, better way. Well, I just want to say uh, this, it, too. We are doing yeah. uh, three videos a day on the backup now. Yeah, uh, we've been incredibly is, busy. Like today, Jason, we're going to be busy all day. we still got two more videos. We are going to be busy all day. Luke, I've been at my desk since 9 in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so to continue, guys, we've got those three videos. I'm pushing the loot to let us at least live stream on there. I don't think it hurts us. I think the numbers actually speak much differently on the backup channel. You can look at the uh, live streams, for instance, on the Dark Overlord. They had almost 30K, if not more, on some of them when videos were averaging under 1,000. So... Um, live streaming can be tricky. I, I don't know. Um, I have a personal channel. I'm trying to live stream there late nights when I get a chance or also on Mondays if I get a chance to, usually later in the day or God knows one in the morning. Uh, but at the same time, we, we do want to interact with our audience. In fact, Luke, we have yeah, two new members, uh, Cal Blue uh, and Aileen. Is it Eileen? Eileen, I'm sorry. Uh, Bavekwi, thank you very, very much. And, uh, you know, we do like to get your feedback and see what the chat room's about. Uh, but please go to the backup channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications buttons, and uh, you're going to get a lot more content from us. You're getting four stories a day now. Uh, in a lot of yeah. cases, you're getting an hour's worth of We Are Change content a day because me and Luke go back and forth for 25 minutes on a video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, you've been overhauling, trying to do our best to survive. And we need to do this. Uh, we need to uh, bust our butts, uh, hunker down more than ever because uh, it's becoming more of a skewed landscape. And I think this is going to be a good move, especially with the alternative, uh, especially with somewhere where we could do this show and, and potentially even get sponsored by uh, Minds or uh, Steam it or Tube or DTube or, or any other alternative platform. We need to start to have a serious discussion uh, with these individuals because, again, uh, things are really ramping up where it's almost virtually sometimes impossible to exist as an independent voice. Everything is going up against us. Uh, and this is why I think this is the kind of better strategic move uh, to discuss this openly and, and honestly with everyone. Uh, and uh, I'm getting a lot of hate here. <laughs> Looking at all the comments. Uh, <laughs> me. Uh, Luke sounds like he went off uh, to the dark side. Luke, I am your father. Uh, Eba Aklarg. Uh, oh, Kuf, oh, oh, goodness. People, some people, hey, Drew said he likes mines. So that could be a possible scenario here too. Um, but again, sign up on the email list. We're going to decide what we do. But uh, right now with our current strategy, again, it, it's, it's hurting us. And uh, we can't afford to, to, to kind of have that, Jason. I'm, I'm being honest here. We got to... <laughs> Hey, uh, listen, man, I get it. You know, we used to do, try to do, you know, usually between about 10 stories after monologues, which would combine four to five stories once a week here. I like the yeah. live format. So guys, like I said. I like said, the live format too. It's fun. I like debating you. I like arguing with you. Now, every time, every time we argue, you're going to edit the videos because you're the one editing the videos and you're going to edit out all the that's points. That's bull. Now, now, now you're putting a conspiracy theory out. You know I don't that's do that. That's a theory. Okay, fine, fine. That is a theory. <laughs> that's my own personal theory. All I'm saying is this, guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to work something out because if you look at it, we really are, let's say just on the backup, you're getting 20-plus stories a week there. I want to hear your voice on that. We're going to find a way. In fact, we're going to take calls rather early on in this one because we really only have two big stories we want to go over. 
And please feel free to call in about the stories that you really liked that we covered this week or that you disliked that we covered this week because now you got literally probably four or five hours of content every week um, before we hit the weekend. So, um, you know, again, he's not wrong. We are busting our ass. Believe me, guys, it's not easy uh, finding a subject, being educated enough to speak about it, not, not just going with the outrage mob. One of the biggest things, that, you know, I, I keep fighting on is that, you know, we do have to do these stories where, you know, for instance, the Moss story. I wanted to wait till today to talk about it because God knows. And, you know, it shouldn't be a political issue. And too many people have already made it into one. And if you've seen our video on that, hey, uh, call in. We're, we're going to take calls soon. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're going to take calls. I mean, we're not going away anywhere. We're, we're going to keep increasing the number of videos we do. 21 videos on the backup channel once a week. Uh, 21 videos a week on the backup channel. Seven videos here. And if there ever is a riot or a major protest, I will go out there and film live as well. So if any major events break down, I'm going to do my best to be out there. I should have been out there in France. I feel mad. I'm kicking myself from not being out there. Uh, today was actually one of the biggest days, uh, one of the most violent, one of the most intense days in Paris, in France, as, of course, uh, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, is literally going skiing, has photo ops of him on skis, as Paris is literally on fire. Innocent people are being caught up in the flames. Buildings are uh, just being torched. Cars are being torched. Police officers are running away. I've been tweeting about this like a madman, and I am definitely kicking myself for not being there right now uh, in Paris, France, to give you guys these videos on the ground. I've been trying to get someone to go with me. Uh, it, it's been difficult to get someone to go. Uh, as who speaks English, who's with me, because, um, again, uh, this is a very dangerous job. It was, it's almost impossible to get a translator down there. The best thing I could hope for is to ho have someone who's uh, another kind of American with me who could uh, at least be there for me if I get critically hurt or injured. Um, you know, I, I, I at least need that, as well as having uh, the ability to um, share some of the cost and expenses, because it is very expensive to stay in Paris um, like I think even on a, like the, the cheapest, the cheapest uh, Airbnb is like a 10 story, <laughs> 10 to six story walk up. No joke. You literally feel like you're you're coughing up your lungs after walking up there and a little old bathroom. And that's 100 euros um, per night just to stay there. So, uh, you know, being able to share resources and have someone there that speaks English in case something you know, bad happens to one of us. It was very important, and I couldn't find anyone to go with me, so I wasn't able to be out there. Uh, so I apologize for again not being out there in Paris, France. We got a super chat from Jesse Smith. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think, I think I'm gonna miss Jesse more than anything uh, from these live shows, um, uh, even then more than the debates we were having here. Uh, but he gave us another super chat. Do you want to read it off, Jason? Yeah. Can you organize a mass migration to to the same platform? I wish it was that easy, Jesse. Obviously. Owen Benjamin well, needs. Well, this, is, this is what we're going to be talking about. This is what we're going to be strategizing and talking about next week. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Um, he says Owen Benjamin needs a new stream service. So does Alex Jones. Mark Dice will be banned soon enough. I don't know that Mark's getting banned. And God bless Mark. You know, I may not agree with him, but you know, I love his shtick of the three to six minute rant and rave. It's funny stuff. I like his books more than anything. By the way, I do those covers, so please get those books and uh, and uh, read them up. Uh, Mark Dice will be banned soon enough. Get all the alt media on the same page. Listen, uh, so it's financially feasible. Let's let's just let's do some brutal honesty right here. Okay, can we do that right now, Luke? 
Jesse. Well, that's what we did. That's what we did to, to, towards the beginning of the video. Well, it's, listen, this, this is going to be why I'm getting be, my butt chewed out here. This might be the most brutally <laughs> hottest video we ever have to do on the alternative media. Look, not everybody in the alternative media can be economic partners. And quite frankly, it's very cutthroat behind the scenes, guys. All right. I'm not going to sit here and name names and be an asshole, but. Um, I'm more than willing to go on somebody's network and talk with them and give them information and share this and that. But there are those that would like to manipulate things in their own manner and wouldn't be happy unless they were the ones that were financially dominating that situation. Quite frankly, I'm happy. I just, I just learned today that Paul Joseph Watson, for instance, is going to be doing his own thing. Good. I like more independence. You know, you look, uh, I like that there's an OAN out there. What is it? OANN, I believe. Own. They're great. Um, as far as like collaborating, great. But when you start talking about projects or networks, it never works. It never ever works. You know, I even go back collaborating, Jason, is difficult with people just being like my channel. I'm like, gosh darn! All right, can we do both? No, only I'm like, oh, all right, whatever, man. Yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just man. before 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 you go on, Larry Tinsley, he's one of the members. He asked a question in our chat room. He says, "Is Pulse Change your backup channel?" That's the only thing that uh, came up when I searched Luke We Are Change. Yes, the URL is youtube.com forward slash Luke We Are Change. But if you search for it, you have to search for it under Pulse change again we put out a whole uh, post on youtube asking you a real name that we could have for this because this was this was just random that we started doing this uh I, we did we still didn't even have time to look through that sorry jason go ahead yeah no so again you have you have that but let's go all the way back to the days of and you'll remember this luke uh genesis communication networks now this was before video streaming was economically feasible for everyone so you had to have a lot of money to be able to stream your show on like a prisonplanet.tv, okay? No one else was able to do that except for in very low quality and you'd have to have very high quality computer and high quality internet. Now, listen, me and Luke have some cool rigs, but I'm telling you, everything in front of me right now, everything combined is well under $5,000. That is not possible in say 2007, 2008. So you have a Genesis Communications, you have an RBN, and behind the scenes, these quote unquote patriots would talk some Johnny nonsense and some smack like you would not believe. Now, there are some great people out there. There are some people I miss dearly. Um, Jim Mars is one of those people. You know, we lost a real a guy you could have a beer with. He was never cutthroat about anything. Not that I did a lot of business with the guy, but, you know, give you the shirt off his back kind of individual. Not everybody is like that. You have to understand people look at this as a career. You know, people start saying, wow, what more can I have? What more influence can I have? And I got to tell you, I've never looked at this as a fame situation. I got into this doing behind the scenes doing documentary films without my face in them, Luke. You know what I'm saying? Before you could become a YouTube star, before Instagram existed. And it's because of the medium that this is that I've chosen it because it reaches the most people. Video reaches the most people. Everybody speaks video, guys. Not everybody speaks English. But if I can show them a video of the yellow vest in the background and what's going on, they can go, whoa, that's crazy. So, you know, yeah. Jesse, I don't know there's a platform out there. I think as long as YouTube at least lets us on here and they don't start restricting speech too much, it will be the go-to platform. When they, when they tighten the grip too much and lose too many creators, that's when the new platform will be created. It won't be out of a genesis of uh, uh, the Patriot or Truth community coming together. What do you think, Luke? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember I met Jim Mars too. Really awesome guy. Jim Tucker was another of them. Another person like that. Sadly, these two people are still, you know, not with us. Uh, they passed away, but they were great human beings. And and I agree. There's going to come a choke po point, but it's it's coming. I, I think it's clear with the small actions that are taken and the people who are being wiped off randomly. It, it's coming to that kind of crescendo, uh, and it's and it's really really uh, just a matter of time. Uh, and that's another big aspect here that we have to understand. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, we have to be the sharpest. We have to be the best. We have to really hone in on everything because uh, it, we're more vulnerable than ever towards just being completely taken down. Uh, and that's why, you know, I think these decisions are, are very important. Uh, uh, Corbett Report, David Icke, I think are other individuals that are, that are pretty, uh, pr pretty kind-hearted uh, and very nice in this movement compared to some other ones. I uh, just wanted to kind of shout, shout out the people who are still, you know, with us uh, that I've seen the least amount out of flaws in everyone has flaws everyone has their hang-ups no one's perfect this is why we always say think for yourself don't trust anybody don't ever put anyone above yourself uh but you know verify and look at all pieces of information as much as you can uh, because again um it's it's you know independent media we're you know came out of nowhere we rose out of uh destroying the mainstream media and now the mainstream media is fighting back uh, with everything it has, trying to, of course, take us down. And it's, it's a serious conflict. It's, it's something that uh, is, is only beginning. Uh, I think that's very easy to say. That's my take on it. Should we take a phone call, Jason? I think that we should take a phone call, my friend. And uh, that number, oh, no, I don't even have it up here anymore because I deleted that whole scene. Hold on. So uh, I guess you're just going to have to listen to me, and I'm going to type it in 607-542. Nine one eight four. That is six zero seven five four two nine one eight four. We got another super chat we can go to in the meantime. Uh, six zero seven five four two nine one eight four. Go to unauthorized.tv made by Vox Day and Owen Benjamin. Whole new streaming service on Roku and app stores. I mean, it should be interesting. You got to understand, guys. Oh, there it is. We got our first call. This platform. Uh, you know, allows a large reach. New platforms, not a lot of people are going to be subscribing to. We don't want to cut our own throats. Uh, you are live with Jason Luke. What would you like to talk about? Hey, Jason. I want to talk about the race war that's going on against the white race. It is a worldwide program. The race war against the white race. I don't think one exists. That's why I just ended that call. Uh, hold on one second. I didn't. I wasn't able to hear anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like literally, I'm trying to gesture to you. I can't. Yeah, hear I know. Anything. I know you can't. Yeah. Uh, next caller. What's your name? What would you like? Uh, Law Johnston. Uh, I've uh, just kind of want to say hey to the guys. I've hung out with them a couple times. Well, oh, thank you, sir. Um, so, so I don't know if you follow us, but what do you think is the most pressing story of the week? Uh, right now, uh, definitely the yellow you know, uh, The New Zealand oh, shooter sorry. thing, okay. of course, and <laughs> I the you were talking to me. skeptical evidence surrounding that uh, definitely has my attention. Um, but the other thing is the extraordinary pressure that's being put on alternative media right now. All right, I, I appreciate that. I'm going to bring that up with Luke right now. And uh, thank you so much for the call, my man. So he was talking about the two biggest stories being out there. Luke, uh, obviously the New Zealand thing. And we were talking about how the other people in the media were actually, you know, we talked about four people in custody, one that was just being questioned, but two that had weapons, right? 
Uh, yeah, there's another clip going around as the event was unfolding with two people with weapons walking around. Now, I haven't been able to independently verify, but it looks like this was uh, verified by other people that I trust. But again, I haven't verified 100%. Uh, there was video footage going around. Two individuals running around with long guns. Looked like it was uh, the exact kind of scene of the crime. There was other stories we heard of of uh, another mosque being shot up and being stopped. Uh, I heard one individual was let go. Uh, but again, a lot of news is concentrating on just this one individual. And so, um, yeah. just to be clear, Luke, you watch the entire video, right? Because right now I'm showing people. Yeah. This is the so Daily savvy. Mail showing that other person in custody and fatigues. And it, it details a lot of how this uh, this happened over a large radius and over, I think, two or, two mosques at least, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's initial what report. we were hearing initially, that this was two mosques, and now we're only hearing about one guy uh, who's, like, giving the okay sign. Again, just trolling more, just trying to enrage people more. And um, So uh, we're still waiting for all the details to come out here. It'll be interesting to see what the official story breeds and, and what the official kind of investigation breeds and, and what's going to come out of all this so we could actually take a look at all everything. As we know, initial reports are usually incorrect sometimes, uh, but it's good to uh, take a look at all this evidence and then uh, be able to definitively take a look at all of this uh, as, as, you know, as correctly as we can. Uh, there's not a, there's not a lot of room for error here um, that people should be making. Uh, so just gathering information is very important. I totally agree. We got a couple more super chats that I want to uh, go over. In fact, high impact flicks, and they do uh, a lot of good work. I know you watch some of their stuff every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I just started watching their stuff uh, a couple weeks ago. I was I was remember seeing the crossover because I'm seeing a lot of people coming from in uh, high impact flicks, high impact Fli us being recommended uh, th their videos definitely 100 uh, yeah. percent on a collaboration. Would love to find out more about everything that uh, you know those guys are doing. I think it's one individual, right? Yeah, and he uh, had uh... those high impact. I believe he had high impact vlogs before that or something along those lines. And that was taken I think down. He was also taken down and censored. Um, right. I, I don't know too much. I can't speak uh, incorrectly, but uh, I, I mean, obviously uh, let's definitely maybe get on a phone call. Let's definitely uh, try to do something. Yeah, He says, I appreciate you being out there on the forefront, Luke collab one day, perhaps much peace and love to your brother, much peace and love to you too, sir. Um, we got another oh, one. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, let's definitely stay in contact. Uh, I, I, the, the few videos I've seen were very good. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's definitely. Um, no, he's got the walking video down. Like, it's, some people can't really do it with the uh, selfie stick or whatever, but he's pretty good at keeping a pace on the selfie stick and taking you on kind of like a, a walkthrough. Some good stuff there. Um, Joe Hossein, I think, or Hossein. Hi, we are Chains. Happy. Family happy 420 from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hey, thank you for the five spot, friend. Uh, Jesse Schmidt, where, where Brian. You from that recommended we do this at four o'clock? What? You? No, no. Where? First of all, we did this one day at four o'clock because I wasn't going to be there a Sunday, I think, because of some fights. The Super Bowl. Super no, the Bowl. Super Bowl was going on. Yeah, Super Bowl was something Super Bowl happened. I Yeah. I couldn't do it. So we did it then. And then I wanted to move it up to early afternoon. You're like, wait a minute, guy. Wait a minute. And then we agreed on 4 p.m. And now you've cut the throat of the show, Luke. You, you, you've you cut the throat of the show. Is that what you're saying? Cut the throat? That's, that's a pretty serious accusation there, okay? Right. I'm just I throwing it out happened. there. We're supposed to discuss this openly, but gosh darn it. Cut the, cut the throat I'm of the show. I'm getting my jabs hard. in while I can, guys. All right, so... Jesse I'm going to fire back on that one later on in the show. <laughs> I'm going to remember that one. Yeah, I know you will. That's fine. 
Uh, Jesse Schmidt, I remember those uh, 12, uh, 15 a.m. texts of those uh, BuzzFeed articles I don't want to do. Our, uh, the the close-ups, yeah. Thanks. Bri uh, Brian from High uh, uh, Impact uh, Flicks. I mean, that was very, that was very uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the right word here, Jason? <laughs> People have very, no idea what we're talking about. You, you didn't want to... Uh, <laughs> Look at the BuzzFeed article of what was the what was the title of it? I, I believe the title of it was uh, "One Man's Trash Is Another Man's Treasure." Louis. No, 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 no. There's another. It was like, look at these non-binary beautiful people, right, or something. One man's trash, Luke, is another man's treasure. <laughs> you didn't want to do this. I was like, let's do this article and let's go over these BuzzFeed articles uh, about these. Okay, that's a whole nother issue. I'll, I'll try to find the links and uh, I'll send them to you again, Jason. Don't worry. Yeah, that's good stuff. Anyway, Jesse Schmidt, once again, thank you for the super chat. Brian from him, High Impact Flicks, is a great guy as well. I also forgot about Vox Day. I guess that's the streaming service. Uh, best NCBD, a couple of $5 super chats. Do you think the live stream problem could be a promotion algorithm issue? Jimmy Dore's Saturday stream gets thousands of people watching. Now, we've hit... I think our max was well. Other than you being in, uh, other than you being in Paris, we've hit two grand a couple times. We've been in the fifteen hundred range. Right now, we have five hundred and sixty-eight. Um, what was the most we got on the live stream? Like, what was the most I got in Paris? Paris, you hit over nine. I think. I think you just hit right about yeah. nine. Okay, I've seen his live streams go up to between four and eight, and sometimes beyond. When I boy, I've checked in, he does a great job on that. Now he's very smart. He keeps the live stream only up for members and then cuts it up, and those are like the videos you see usually all week. Uh, I recommend it against doing that all the time, maybe taking one or two, but there's so much news going on that unless you're doing it like he does, you know, with some videos in between, you're missing a lot of stuff. And um, we like to stay on everything all the time. Again, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to try, I'm trying to get Luke to move some of this live stream material over to Pulse Change. <laughs> Like I said, there's a Jason Burma's channel. I don't get to it a lot, but when I do, I only have time to live stream. I don't have time to edit a movie, edit something that, you know, you, guys, I edit something that's 10 minutes that hits this thing. That's at least, a, that's at least a, like two, three hours of my time. Those David Icke little breakups, you know, those take like three, four hours sometimes to break those up. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate that. And we got another one. What's been going on with the Dark Overlord leaks? I'm so glad you asked. Also, what do you think of Ryan Dawson, if you're familiar with him? Keep up the uh, good work, WRC. I am familiar with him, but he's one of those guys that makes everything, everything about Israel. And I cover Israel up and yada, yada, yada. Guys, this is all I can say to you. I made a documentary in 2008 with a 20-minute section of Israel's real involvement in 9-11, of Amdocs and Converse, being able to get into our telecommunications and infiltrating our military industrial complex, and that's not good enough for people. So that's what I think about that. Dark Overlord, yeah. Layer 3 got released, some interesting stuff in there, did a couple live streams about that where I read the James Woods testimony, Luke. It actually came out. So the actual James T Woods testimony was in Layer 3. Even more interesting that I went over in a separate video. Wait, what was he testifying about? So he goes in in 2008 in the wrongful death lawsuit. So it looks like, Luke, what they're trying to do with the Dark Overlord documents is they're framing it that they probably got guns on the plane, shot somebody on 11, 
and that they got weapons through. They all knew about Ada, and they all knew about um, you know these other hijackers. Now he names two hijackers that were not hijackers of Flight 11, even though he says he was probably on Flight 11, the same uh, hijack plane from uh, Boston to LAX. Follow me here. So Hamza Al Gamdi and Khalid Amidar are the two of the four that he can name definitely. Now those people, respectively, supposedly hijacked 175 and uh, what was the other one? 77. So they weren't hijackers of that one. That goes against the complete official story. They didn't really let him talk about the other two because he couldn't name them with certainty. But it did also come... Now, this is where it gets crazy. It coincides that the FBI was out his door the other day, or the day after the attacks, that the uh, flight attendant and the pilot both made reports that day in August 1st when this happened, prior, and nothing was done to these hijackers. And then the lawyers start talking about him being on Family Guy. And then, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Because they're playing the angle that everybody knew about Bin Laden, Okay. So they play this clip from a, an episode that has been banned now, a part of the episode, The Road to Rhode Island. It came out on May 30th, 2000. And in it, um, Stewie dances in front of TSA agents and gets basically weapons, a gun, bombs through uh, in a little suitcase by singing the good ship lollipop. And then as he takes the suitcase away, he says, well, I sure hope Osama bin Laden doesn't travel through this airline. So they're trying to make the point that Seth MacFarlane knew that Osama bin Laden was trying to hijack the aircraft. How could all these other people not? And there's a lot of um, intel wires naming bin Laden that went right to airline security. Like I said, that seems like what they're playing up here. They also went after the Pakistani ISI connection. I've yet to do a video on that. But there's a lot going on with that Dark Overlord stuff. And Luke, this is what's really interesting. They have one chapter... We have some planes from the 9-11 Commission report that's actually the semi-declassified version. So they had to submit each chapter to um, the CIA, the NSA, and the FBI to see what would be uh, marked out. Now, a lot of this stuff is marked out, but they do have a, like, a two-paragraph-long section on the possibility of the person being shot on Flight 11. And they later only put it as a footnote in the uh, initial report. Didn't mean to go on a rant here, but honestly, there's a lot to go over on the Dark Overlords. Guys, I don't get a lot of time. The only reason I was able to do that video is I kicked out some healthy junk food videos. And I did some searches within my files to check out uh, if anything new James Wood style was in there. And that's how I found it. So um, please, dig deep, guys. I want to see what's in layers four and five. Do we want to hit this other super chat? Yeah, these are, and again, people need to realize these are a lot of documents. Uh, people need to be a part of independent media and search through these things. Like, we barely have enough time to do the basic work that we do here. Uh, and uh, all hands on deck here, these are some very interesting documents that people should shift through and go through. But yeah, uh, we have another super chat by uh, Cowboy Bear. He says, Seriously consider unauthorized.tv. It was released two days ago. I watch you guys, VD, OB. Who's VD and OB? Who? Jason? Who? VD uh, or OB? I know. Uh, he's I know probably... LWC is probably louder with Crowder and uh, Molyneux. Uh, but who is VD, OB? I have no idea. 
Um, continuing on with the super chat. Owen Benjamin would be one, and I don't know who VD. And I can ditch ScrewTube. You guys can still upload to YouTube. Yeah, I mean, automatically, that's going to be where we're going to be going. People are saying VD is venereal disease (laughs) or Vox Day and Owen Benjamin. Okay, Vox Day and Owen Benjamin. I watch you guys, Vox Day, Owen Benjamin, Lateral Crater, and Molyneux. Uh, that's what uh, Cowboy Bear said. People are saying, okay. Yeah, the comment section, always lit. <laughs> I always appreciate the comment section so much. Always put, puts a smile on my face to see uh, the beautiful discourse that we have on here. But I think we should uh, maybe move forward, Jason. Uh, what, do you, what do you say? Yeah, I think that uh, I think I want to read this one because this one's just too fun not to read. <laughs> Which one? Uh, how about Jason's true self revealed? He is a racist, sexist, xenophobic, far right wing nutcase. Yeah, yeah, you can't even handle trannies on BuzzFeed. <laughs> Moving on. <coughs> okay. uh, uh, wait, we got another uh, super chat by Jesse Schmidt. You want to take this one? Sure. Unor- unauthorized uh, TV could work. We control all the other YouTube people all over the platform. Uh, YouTube will go away. Let's be ahead of it and message uh, that platform. I wouldn't be worried about YouTube going away. I would be worried about Facebook possibly on the decline or Zuckerberg getting kicked out in a huge overhaul there. That's the reality. We yeah, we just did a video. whole video about that yesterday, I think, right? Or two days ago about how uh, you know there's a lot of fishy things going on with Facebook right now. Not only with the millennials leaving, but the latest updates with uh, a lot of top executives leaving, the big crash that happened. And what else happened, Jason? I forgot. Well, you had uh, you have the criminal investigations. You have the two top executives leaving on the same exact day. You have the shareholders extremely upset. You have... The uh, blackout for eight hours where Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook go down. You have the denial of a cyber hack. Um, You have rumors now that they were wiping some of the internal data of the big data collection because of these criminal cases that are popping up in New York. So those are the headlines. We went over those in depth uh, on the main channel yesterday. So please check out that video. Uh, We got another super chat. You want to hit it? Uh, yeah, yeah, go Guys, ahead. Thank and you, then I'm gonna haven't said, main story. Thank you for the super chats. This is why I like the live streams too. They actually do help us. Every little bit helps it's us, guys. Retracted. Oh, it was a retracted super chat. Well, it's, well, excuse well, me. Again, we, gotta I, be, I still... we, we gotta be careful because again, YouTube has too much control, not only with just how much you know uh, percentages they take, but also at the same time, if YouTube sees a super chat that they don't like, they're gonna donate it to whatever organization they like. Um, people also have to realize that as well. Again, very little respect for the user uh, and the creator on YouTube, uh, which is why, again, uh, a whole number of reasons that we could get into. Uh, but Jason, if you're okay, you want to jump into the main story? You yeah, absolutely. So um, there's this new I mean, doc- this is the... Uh, uh, well, are we doing to- that one first? What are we doing? Are we doing uh, China first? Uh, yes, do, let's do the combat one. Let me do the combat one if that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I thought. Okay. All right, yeah. go for it. Uh, so, you know, this is a very, very interesting story that Jason told me about. It's a, it's about a new documentary called Combat Obscura that just came out yesterday. Uh, and I've seen the trailer for these things, and I've seen some of the clips. I mean, Jason, you just sent me one right before we went on live, and it's too graphic and insane to even talk about. But many people are saying that this is not only just a brutally honest look about what is happening in Afghanistan, but this, this could be game-changing. Uh, we have the trailer. Should we play a little bit of the trailer? 
And we have to be, again, Jason, extremely careful with just, just the insanely graphic, disturbing nature and the disturbing reality that is coming out of this documentary, Simina Verite uh, film that uh, even the trailer and even what people are writing about it is, is astonishing, to say the least. Yeah, so what we're looking at in the background here is the uh, trailer for this thing. It's now on video on demand. i got to tell you, I'm probably going to watch it over the weekend, guys, because from what I saw, I can't believe this is out. This is from 2011. This was done by an actual Marine, and it looks like the most brutally honest war depiction that's out there. And you listen, guys, I, I have vet friends. I've seen enough. You've seen enough. We've seen enough from the leaks to know how brutal this thing really is. But some of the stuff we're not going to show you and we can't show you. Um, I don't think we can even of... talk about some of the things that, that are happening here, Jason. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, me and you both know a lot of vets. We know a lot of people who have been over there uh, and a lot of them who've come back hurt. Uh, one of the one of the bigger kind of realizations in my childhood was when I was doing a school project about depleted uranium. And I met a vet who came back after the first Gulf War and his life has been ruined because the government lied to them. And the pictures uh, and media and information we're getting about these wars that are presented to us on the mainstream media is the absolute absurd lie. And when you really get a good look at it, when you really get the reality of it, there's no way you could stand for war, especially one of the longest wars. No, excuse me the longest wars that the United States has been involved in, and that, of course, is Afghanistan. A war that, again, made absolutely no sense at all, and it's only increasing uh, not only global opium trade, but also where it has the United States officially standing behind militants and the military that they prop up that commit uh, child molestation. Uh, and, and that is a policy that the United States military is okay with. They were caught guarding the poppy plants. They were caught protecting and keeping people in power who were pedophiles and predators, uh, punishing soldiers who would speak out about it, speak out against about it. Those are the people who got criminal charges to the absolute insanity and just completely backwards nature of this big conflict. Sorry, Jason, I cut you off again. Go ahead. So, again, if you look at this thing, Luke, um, I, the mainstream media for instance, is saying things in this, needs to stop looking at these boys as heroes, right? Yeah. But if you scroll no, That's through, a big statement, Jason. That's a controversial statement that's going to piss off a lot of people. I, exactly. Listen, when I told you about this, I said, we're probably going to get flack for covering this. But I wanted to point out that even in this, they kind of only show, they show them going to hash farm, kind of lower level stuff, playing with a sex toy. But guys, that's nothing. Like the Washington Times did a piece, and they're like, wow, this is... This is game-changing stuff. And then the Military Times, yes, the actual Military Times, a.k.a. the mouthpiece of our military-industrial complex, had to at least comment on it and said it's a brutally honest look at the blurred morality of the war in Afghanistan. And we're not going to show this video. This is from April, and it has about a 36-second scene. We're just going to show you this little thing. You can go check it out if you want. But it is a dead civilian with soldiers around him treating him like a dead deer by name. It's like killing a deer. And then when they realize he doesn't have a gun on him, they ask where they can hide the body. It's very tough for me to watch these things. But it's even yeah. tougher for me, to, for, for me to remain silent 
and act like it's okay to still be in these countries and have these things happening like they're not, Luke, and supporting the politicians, the establishment types like Joe Biden that want to run for president, that Beta O'Rourke's that want to stay there. I mean, get out of here. This, this shit has to end, bro. It's absolute lunacy to have... And again, we, let's call it what it is, brainwashing, absolute brainwashing what we have on television compared to the actual reality, not only that the soldiers have to deal with, but also how the military contractors just screw uh, the soldiers over time and time again. And this is an important topic to talk about because we have to understand a, a historical context here. Uh, there's a reason why now a lot of journalists who go to the war zones go as an embedded team within the the U.S. military, where the, they, of course, are closely watched. There's a reason the military spends so much money on PR, not only on Hollywood, but also specifically watching and making sure that journalism uh, is pretty much their bigger PR mouthpiece of this big war machine instead of the truth. Because historically, it was the truth about the Vietnam War where journalists would go there and report on the absolute madness of it that ended it. Truth ends wars real journalism ends wars and we don't have any of that this is a first kind of look into the reality of some of the grotesque horrible inhumane situations one of the the worst things in our you know world are coming from afghanistan the abuses of of you know children uh the drugs uh just the senseless nature of it all trying to bring democracy trying to bring liberation no that's not going to work it hasn't worked and donald trump again saying oh we're just going to be there just to, just you know, you know just a little bit more a little bit more i mean he 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 like even hinted a little bit a little bit at sending the troops back from afghanistan which of course he went back on uh and again everyone was crying how dare he do that well i dare people to watch clips that are coming from this movie or even this movie i haven't watched it yet but it came out yesterday i'm gonna watch it too we should do a review of it on the backup channel uh, i dare people to watch the realities of the clips that are coming from here and then have that same argument uh because they wouldn't there's no way uh that this is possible at all and it couldn't couldn't be more transparent than ever that this whole war in afghanistan is not about liberation it's not about democracy it's about power it's about natural resources it's about money it's all based on a lie and the reporting on it is a lie and finally we get a little peek of the truth and wow surprisingly it's shocking jason you know, again, it's it's not that shocking for me and you to talk about these things. We don't have to look at them right in the face. But the fact that this was able to get out there, it's not military cleared, that he was on the ground with these units, that you are going to get a brutal, realistic, non-propagandized look into what this is really about. This isn't Zero Dark Thirty, guys. This ain't Hollywood. You know, these are kids. I... I I'm a big proponent of self-responsibility and getting out there in the world. But you got to re realize, when you take an 18-year-old kid and you throw them into a three-month-long boot camp for the first time they've ever been away from their family, and you literally put them through these brainwashings, you hand them a gun, and within 18 months or less, they're in a foreign land where they don't understand the people. You don't think that's a volatile situation? I mean, you don't think tragedies are going to happen? And, and again, for all the wrong reasons, Afghanistan is not a threat to us, okay? The Taliban was never really a threat to us. Al-Qaeda was a made-up threat to us. I'm sick of all this Muslim outrage and hating. The bottom line is, when you look at large-scale attacks, 
they always have the earmarks of government at least funding those radicals, if not facilitating the attacks themselves, like in the World Trade Center bombing in 1993 when the FBI had to make the bomb their own informant. Come on, guys, wake up. Yep. Or creating blowback and situations that lead to these disastrous uh, global situations where now there's, you know, you know, literal, let's be honest here. There are crazy people who do want to hurt other people because of this radicalization. And a lot of it, again, uh, has been directly financed by covert uh, operations, by uh, larger operations to overthrow leaders like we saw in Syria, like we saw with the Iraq war, which, again, we also covered uh, on uh, this week's channel on our backup channel that, you know, the Bush administration knew that they were going to create this huge mess in Iraq, and they still did it anyway. Uh, they knew there was no WMDs. They knew what would be the consequences of those actions, and they did it anyway. And uh, they're not being held accountable, and the media won't <coughs> even remind you about the biggest lie that was sold to the American people and to the world that has cost, again, conservatively, people say a half a million lives. Some people say over a million lives. Regardless, one life too many based on absolute bullcrap and it needs to end and it ends with the truth that's how the vietnam war ended and with short glimpses into the reality of it and people seeing it hopefully that could happen in this situation as well okay yeah that's my take on it Whew. i don't know if there's anything else you want to say or if any anything people want to say in the comments section we also got some super chats before we move on to the second story that i wanted to talk about today yeah, let's hit the chats. Um, let's see what we got here. Scott Thompson says, or I'm sorry, Dave, I missed you. Uh, greetings from Belgium. Paris was fun again this Saturday. Yeah, uh, it was lit. I mean, no, I wouldn't even say fun. Uh, I would say just about as violent as I've ever seen it on camera. More violent than ever that I've seen it on camera. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was entire buildings lit on fire. There's people stuck in buildings that were on fire. Uh, absolutely I mean, definitely it was one of the most violent ones that I have ever seen. Uh, and again, I've been saying this for since December, Jason. Mm-hmm. Since December, I've been you know reporting, researching on the ground in Paris and saying, hey, guys, this is only the beginning. Everyone was kind of discrediting me. Everyone was saying, well, maybe we'll continue, maybe we won't. It's probably going to die off. I'm like, guys, you don't understand. This is going to go crazy. This, what just happened moments ago in Paris is proof of that. Um, and it's only going to get worse from here, especially with the spring, especially with uh, the water cannons not being as effective because, again, uh, the weather's getting better and, and it's not cold. Uh, and uh, people, it's only going to enrage people even more. And again, this is only the beginning of what people are going to be calling the European spring um, all over Europe uh, happening very soon. Sam Thompson uh, says, thanks for keeping it real, guys, with the thumbs up. Well, thank you, Sam Thompson. Uh, William Hagen, hope you guys will cover SFFAS56. So while we were waiting, I, I checked that out, and this is an accounting statement that was just released today on the classified uh, activities and the Federal Accounting Standards Advisory Board. Only a 17-page document. I just perused it quickly. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to find in here, but if it's a... Um, financial accountability of where they're putting their classified activities into there could be some uh, good nuggets in there so william who knows maybe we will do a uh, backup channel video on this once i get to take a look at this document yeah i want to discuss this next super chat if that's okay jason you got it uh satellite of discontent says then explain why everyday muslims 
won't disavow jihadis. Again, you're talking in mass generalizations and are ignorant to the fact of how many Muslims there are, how many sects of violence there are. And there are prominent Muslims that do speak out against radicalization, against jihadis, against the Wahhabist uh, radicalized versions of Islam that are very violent, that are very oppressive, uh, especially the person that was recently uh classified by the SPLC as a radical he sued the Southern Poverty Law Center and won over three million dollars because a part of his efforts were de-radicalization even though the SPLC characterized him as uh, a radical uh, person uh, the people I interviewed in Somalia are a great example we did a video on this YouTube channel when I'm in Mogadishu Somalia talking to a man who literally lost dozens of his family members during a failed u.s raid and how he is now in this community trying to convince the kids and his family not to join al-shabaad to fight against the united states for attacking uh his family his family of course was farmers his family was of course innocent and he of course was one of the other individuals who was actively talking about and also put his life in danger for trying to make sure that people don't don't join uh, al-shabaad crazy radical islamists so again uh muslims are a huge generic topic uh, obviously there's a lot of people who scrutinize there's there's a lot of things to scrutinize but again Again, we're lumping in, and when we talk about generalized topics like Muslims, there's a lot of room uh, for error. And all could be true in different circumstances and in different instances, and you have to be extremely careful how you pick and select and how you use your words. Because, again, uh, you could make an argument for anything once something is so generalized because you could pinpoint different examples of so many different things that you want to highlight. Uh, and, again, the truth is a lot more gray uh, around this specific issue. That's my take on it. Anything else you want to say about that, Jason? Yeah, let's play devil's advocate for a minute. How about uh, maybe they don't want to disavow the people that might be fighting the people that just shot the guy that was an innocent Muslim who didn't have a weapon? Yeah, I understand. That's, Blowback's that's a real not thing. A good argument to make. Well, that's no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, for instance, argument. they won't disavow jihadis because they have American troops in their country killing their neighbors that are not jihadis. So then, when a jihadi goes out and does something, it's hard for them to disavow that person because of the blowback. That doesn't necessarily mean that they. You should always terrorism. disavow, and I think the more people who disavow and the more people who call it out, the less likely chance of uh, reprisal happening. And there are instances where that could be true, where the person now making the super chat has some correct uh, factual basis on it. But there's other other bases where it's not true at all. Um, and I just wanted to kind of well, preface yeah, well, everything and also make people understand this one specific instance is that one of the biggest victims of ISIS, the biggest casualties of ISIS is other Muslims. People don't understand that um, at all, and, and people should. Uh, that's another thing I wanted to point out here. Well, obviously, you can't speak for one billion-plus people. That's, that, that's also no, my point. Yeah, 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 that's the bigger argument. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, here. you can't do it. But I'm saying if you're talking about a Muslim that won't disavow a jihadi, well, maybe he's the neighbor of the guy that just got shot, and I can understand why he's a little. That's like no, saying, still, I still want to do it. See, all right, so Luke, let, all right, let, let's have a conversation. The blowback. I, you're, you're talking about the blowback stuff. Well, did my camera freeze? Yeah, your camera did freeze, but we'll, we'll have this conversation. Yeah, you I mean, the, the blowback option, I understand, but you gotta you gotta word it a little bit more carefully there. I, I disagree, but listen, all right, let me let me say this. What if you're a Christian? You know, like the nice man who was calling about the white race war that's never going to happen, and you're a Christian. And you go to church, and um, your neighbor, Bill, is also a Christian. He goes to that same church. Now, you guys aren't radical Christians. But all of a sudden, a military comes into your neighborhood, 
and they kill Eric down the road. It's two houses over. And Bill takes actions into his own hands. And then they label him a, you know, Christian extremist. Are you going to disavow that guy? I would say no, you probably wouldn't. So that's the gray area that I'm discussing. You know, I'm certainly not endorsing murder. I'm not endorsing suicide bombers. I'm not endorsing any, any type of um, life-taking other than defending your own. So, you know, I, I, I kind of want to be specific here, but there's a lot of reasons that people wouldn't just disavow that out of the gates. Moving on to the next Super Chat, the Paris thing. I meant it ironical. I did not go there. So I, I meant it, um, it's not ironical, but I meant it in irony. But, uh, oh, yeah, no, no, I, I get it. We, we've been just watching footage. Luke, it's been, what, like three, four weeks since you've been there, right? Yeah, uh, I should have been there again this week. I'm uh, frustrated and disappointed in myself for not being there. Uh, but I'm going to reach out to more people and talk to more people and make sure that uh, next time something happens that I'm uh, going to be there on the ground uh, to document it as best uh, as I can for you. It's also very stressful. And it's also not easy covering these things. Uh, it's also very uh, uh, physically draining and uh, daunting a lot of times. But um, we're doing our best here. And uh, we I appreciate uh, everyone's support because if it wasn't for you guys supporting, again, we wouldn't be here. And a lot of the on-the-ground uh, reporting was very important for me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another uh, Super Chat, do you want to get it, Jason? Why the attitudes to Christians when you're defending jihadis? It's not an attitude. What are yeah, you, Jesse? <laughs> I, all right, Jesse's just trying to, to bust me up. My point yeah, is Jason. this. If you worship with other people and they happen to be your neighbors, and I, and I got news for you, in a lot of these neighborhoods where there's, uh, I don't know, military occupation, they happen to be Muslim, <laughs> and you're with those neighbors, like I, like I just explained, it wouldn't matter, I, I, I don't know, there's, I shouldn't say there isn't some weird shit around me because right next to me, like three houses down is the 12 tribes of Israel, and uh, there's another weird that thing. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense, Jason. Oh, you don't even understand. One of them handed me a flyer yesterday, or was it yesterday? No, like three days ago when I was going to get coffee. It was, you know, it was rough. Those are the black Israelites. No, 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 no. The 12 tribes of Israel are the ones that have the yellow deli across the country. They're kind of like the hippie folks that all live in like a house together and play music. Um, a and e, Black Israelites? They're not black Israelites. They, they do have black people in them, but they're not race specific. You have to be, if you do have kids though, um, they don't tell, it's, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to bash them. They're my neighbors. Um, my point is live your life. All right. Live your life, Jesse. Let that rainbow shine. Let it, let, let that kite fly high. That's all I can say, my friend. That anarchist. Yeah, very, very careful wording there, Jason. Be careful there. <laughs> I'm watching you. <sighs> you son of a gun. You're going to get me in trouble. I don't know Moving how. Forward. I'm talking about rainbows and kites, Luke. Uh, I'm going to send you more BuzzFeed articles with trannies in them. Uh, Are we doing this? Moving uh, forward on our second story. Uh, this is another story. Uh, are we ready to play? Uh, yeah, let's, the... let's buckle down. Okay. Uh, let's finish it off. Let's finish off the second story that we wanted to share with everyone here. And this is a very uh, perplexing story. This is a very frightening story, especially with 
the little amount of talk that we have around China in our mainstream media, in our Hollywood, with a lot of people being afraid to criticize them. But I think it's important to uh, talk about China since specifically they do have a big technocratic big brother police state social credit score that is leading the way in government tyranny that of course other people see as an example take from and will probably implement similar versions of all around the world uh, and and to me I think it's it's important to understand here China is pretty much the test subject and they've been able to get away with a lot with its citizenry uh, with the policies that they have, with now the social credit score that they have, and a situation where literally if you jaywalk, uh, AI facial recognition camera takes a photo of you, uh, sends you a message on, I believe, WeChat, and automatically deducts money out of your bank account without you even having to do anything. Uh, the level of control uh, in China of its citizenry is extreme to say the least. And now we're getting more worrying information as a database that tracked whether 1.8 million Chinese women were, quote, breed ready, was just found out by security researcher Victor Girvis, who stumbled upon a database of, again, 1.8 million women that listed their names, physical addresses, phone numbers, and one potentially more troubling status, whether they were breed ready or not. Now, many people point to the Chinese government making this database, even though it is still unknown where this database came from. But the reason many people point to the Chinese government is because there was a similar database that tracked ethnic Muslims, the Uyghur population in China, with great detail with another database that was also found, but was also used by uh, the Chinese authorities. This is a similar one, and it kind of makes sense with the problems that China is facing because Chinese birth rates, birth rates are actually the lowest that they ever have been. They dropped 12% and the population is tapping out. And they have a horrible situation in China right now where there's public contests for people to even score a date because of the Chinese one child policy that existed before. This one child policy forced a lot of people only to have one child because of Chinese culture. Many people chose boys. And now in China, we have 30 million more men than we do women. This, had, this has led to very unforeseen for, uh, circumstances with human trafficking, with enslaving of migrants, uh, and it's a problem economically that China is dealing with, which now many people allude will most likely be fixed with the Chinese mandating another policy where you're now going to have to have kids. And this is an important issue, not only amongst race, not only among uh, women and women's rights, but I think the bigger argument here is the state seeing you as property to its survival economically and especially seeing female bodies as something that they could dictate and own, which they proved before. And now with this database and other evidence coming into hand, looks like they will try to implement again. Very, very scary story, Jason, to see just how absolutely powerful the Chinese spying database is, the information that they have, and the potential of how they could treat their citizenry with the problems that they face as a country. What's your take on it, Jason? Well, 
first of all, some of these things aren't really that shocking to anybody that's been following China and their long-time eugenics policy. Now, although this is not a government database, we know that big data has taken over. And folks, I hate to tell you this, but don't be that shocked when a similar database is uncovered by the United, in the United States, and not necessarily by our government, by the way, by corporations yeah. that may want to know this stuff in this yeah, database. Yeah, we even saw we even saw the iPhone has a secret kind of uh, database similar to a social credit uh, score, uh, judging and rating your interactions with people that people didn't even know about. That's on the back end. Uh, scary. Uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Jason. No, and again with their longtime eugenics history, 1979 was their one-child policy, and if you listen to this. It says, in a subsequent tweet, Gevers, by the way, uh, this uh, man, he, he's an amazing hacker. He's Dutch. He's part of the Dutch Ministry of the Interior. He found this uh, data cache. We need more benevolent hackers like this and less hackers like the Dark Overlord that are holding information from the public. And even when you look at something like The Intercept and Glenn Greenwald and Edward Snowden, they only released 10% of those documents all the way back in 2012. So we need more guys like this to shed the light. But read this quote, which claims that China is missing some 60 million women as a result of the country's one-child policy, which was introduced in 1979. Think about that. Living in a society where males are four to four to five to one on women how difficult that would be and for the state to institute such a thing so now we have this mystery database with women as young as 15 and as old as 39 with their breed ready status as though they're a dog or a horse or livestock and that's how they treat them and this is something that was accessed through a vpn as a and a hacker Who's to say somebody in China couldn't find this, find this, find a woman, look her up online, see that she's physically what he likes, checks all the marks, and then go and stalk that woman? It's very dangerous out there, you know. Um, once yeah, it's especially in the- with her phone number and address out there as well. Yeah. Again, many people are saying that this is a dystopian fear about a state-run data surveillance-driven population control, but this is essentially what this is most likely going to lead to. And uh, you know, a lot of people I talk to, you know, they say the main difference between a Chinese. Uh, government and society and American Western society and government is that the Chinese are more honest about uh, what they want and uh, people know how to interact because here sometimes, you know, the government hits you in different ways and sometimes they're a little bit more careful and it's a fine balance, two step forwards, one step back kind of scenario in China. It's just like, hey, the state goes first. And uh, this is, I think, what happened before, especially with the one child policy is something that could happen again in a different scenario uh, and it needs to be called out. And, 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 and I'm surprised that, again, there's, there's not many women activists talking about this. There's not a lot of immigration activists talking about this since China, again, doesn't want to welcome in immigrants to help replace their population like other countries. Uh, that's a policy that they don't believe in. Um, I'm surprised that there's such little talk uh, about these bigger issues uh, since, of course, the, the line that the Chinese are pushing the, to the extremes of state control are serious and they will have serious implications with other governments watching who are also hungry for power like most governments are. 
You know, Luke, one of the other big aspects of this that's uh, very disturbing is we enabled this. And when I say we, I mean the United States during the uh, Chairman Mao administration, you know, Rockefeller, Kissinger, Nixon, they empowered this sort of behavior. And now yeah, through- they, they went over to China and literally said, well, we're going to open up China to the world, make it a quasi communist capitalist, really just an authoritarian state and create pretty much slave labor with factories for cheap goods that could be produced for the top corporations in the United States. It was it was Henry Kissinger who was a part of that major deal. It was David Rockefeller that he was acting on the behest of. And we need to hold those people uh, accountable for these larger actions because it's creating a country that's becoming more and more of an issue to deal with, not only with its own citizenry, but also its goals for global hegemony and its goals to be a world power. Yeah, Luke, again, this is a big issue, and they've always used China kind of has this testing ground for these programs. But, folks, I got to tell you, in this uh, new world order, this global governance type ideal set, it's coming everywhere. And when you see these type of databases, know that they exist in the West as well. As well, um, Where is not clear. Where this originated from is not clear. But it should be alarming to most. Yeah. In the United States, it's most likely going to be a private one. Uh, I, I'll bet you Facebook already probably has a lot of this information already on you. I bet they already have databases, but we don't know about them. Especially Amazon with all the technology that they're building as well. Especially Google. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think this is why there's been such a big critical uh, kind of outcry with the latest, the latest news that Google was going to be partnering with China. Now that relationship is still unclear. But again, uh, very, very serious implications, especially with technology advancing, especially with people using technology to control others. And this highlights a big fear that I think all of us should see as a reality and all of us should call out and try to prevent from happening. Uh, That's my take on it. Anything else you want to say or anything else people in the comment section want to say? I do not believe so, sir. Um, do we have any more Super Chats? No, I think that was 10 minutes. I said Super Chats. I wasn't asking about the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, we could, I, I think we could take one more phone call. All right, guys. I'm going to open up the phone calls. Let's not talk imaginary race wars or hate. <laughs> and the number is... What, six... what is that? Do, can you even say what he said? Yeah, he said, uh, I want to talk about the white race and the coming war. <laughs> The coming race war and how the white man is being wiped out or something. It got to the white man being something, and that's when I let him go. You know, because, listen, I'm not sitting here talking about white privilege. I don't believe in that shit. But I'm not telling you that there's going to be a race war, Luke, in the streets. It's pretty nice outside right now. A lot of black people, a lot of white people, a lot of Hispanic people right outside my door, a lot of Asian people. The 12 tribes are out there. Lots of people living together not getting ready for a race war. The number is 607-542-9184. I'm going to write it in the, in yeah, the people chat. People are still asking, what's the name of the war movie that came out? It's called Combat Obscura? Yes, is that, Combat is that how Obscura, yeah. There's a lot of love for Poland in the comment section. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of other hyperbolic talk. Yeah, trying to again, again, guys, we have to understand here. The main thing that uh, a lot of people are trying to do is trying to divide and conquer, trying to get you in a state of fear, trying to get you in a state of stress, panic, uh, low energy vibrations. So you 
exist in a way where you can be controlled by others or act on the behests of others. And I think one of the biggest things that they've been pushing lately is, of course, for people to fight against each other based on race, based on sex, based on ethnicity, based on religious beliefs. Because if we could have people fighting against each other, they won't be actually seeing the real people who are screwing them over. The multinational corporations, the big banksters, the big governments, the foreign policy institutes, and all these NGOs and special groups out there who serve an agenda that is not one for humanity there's so many things backwards in our society and those things won't ever be fixed if we don't stop fighting each other um and that's why they use each other against each other so much and this has been my main talking point for years now this is why i i again jason you don't want to talk about a lot of the identity politics stuff the other the tranny stuff but there is we have to address this because uh it is cultural culture culture has a huge impact on the way we live our lives on the way people see this world and we have to call it from a perspective, from a point of view that is one where we call out the bull crap on the left and right. It's, there's a lot of crap on both sides, and people are just throwing the crap. There has to be a voice. There's few voices out there. There's 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 few individuals out there, especially on YouTube, that don't shill for a specific side, that don't just fight for an agenda, that don't fight for a cause that is only particularly going to be supporting one group of people. Very few people uh, do that. I've got a phone call. And I don't know what's going to happen when you can't hear him, but we're, we're, we're letting it go. Here we go. You are live with Luke and Jason. What would you like to talk about? What's your name? My name's Austin Glines, and I would like to talk about what are we going to do to put a moratorium on 5G? That's a good question. Um, thank you for the call, my man. What are we going to do to put a memoriam, uh, moratorium on 5G? 5G is scary, and... Uh, it, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I've read a lot of the studies. I've looked at them. You did a uh, excellent piece with uh, Ian. What was his name? What's his last name? I always forgot. Max Egan. Max Egan. Um, excellent report with him. I don't know that we're going to be able to get rid of it. I think that we need to regulate in a way where it's not within neighborhoods. I know that's obviously not the only danger. Local the health city danger. council, local action. They've been, there's been some cities that ban 5G effectively because they got uh you know to their city council they got to their local representative government and said enough is enough and uh, they signed petitions and they did local actions for smaller elected officials and were able to stop it in their neighborhoods so uh that's one way of doing it a case by case basis community by community basis and i think that's a very important one uh, but I, I think I'm just going to go to South America and get out, go to a jungle. With it'll get there soon. Deep. One day it'll be there, Luke. You can't run from it forever. I would say this. Um, it needs big regulation. The health risks aren't the only problem with it. I don't think the idea of all it's of gonna our be cars. On a coconut, it's going to be on a coconut uh, tree. I'll cut the coconut tree down. Oh, is that what you'll do? Oh, you're, yeah, you're going to cut, cut them all down? Everyone. We're yeah. cutty-cutty. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is that... Um, other than the health risks, the idea of automated cars, of being connected all the time. Like the guy sleeping in his car horrified me um, last week. And the idea that that's going to run. Well, because, again, they're talking about 5Gs having automated cars. So, in other words, your 18-wheeler won't be an actual trucker anymore. It'll be a 5G-driven smart car on this new network. And yeah. they're claiming that all of that will be coming. and. You know, everybody's going to want, you know, the latest high definition, yada, 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 the foldable phone that turns into a TV that turns into a AI companion. I have no idea what's coming. 
But uh, I think that we have to get out there and have our voices be heard, and you got to fight locally and think globally. Yeah, that's a great way. Uh, do we have the other caller still waiting? No, no, I, I just uh, I hung it, I hung it up. We got another super chat by Dennis Lamond for five dollars. Thank you so much, Dennis Lamond. Really appreciate your uh, help and your contributions. Again, uh, we're gonna, we're going to do a special sponsor viewed uh, live stream next week, four p.m. Uh, wait for the notifications on that specifically, and then uh, we're probably going to move this to another platform um, and go from there. But again, expect over what is it, twenty-eight videos, twenty-eight videos a week now uh, from us on this channel on our backup channel uh and uh yeah man there's so much work to do and uh you know even though me and you jason we disagree on a lot uh it's still good uh you know doing this work with you i think it's a good dynamic i think it's a you know good show uh i look forward to arguing with you as much as i can <laughs> and uh debating uh you know about the ideas of minarchism and anarchism i think that's one way of, to classify you a minarch constitutionalist constitutionalist that believes in small government and checks and balances sir that's what i believe in that's what i believe in. yeah just a little boot stamping on you oh my god here we go here we uh but i'm, I'm reading the chat rooms um appreciate all you guys appreciate you jason even though we disagree sometimes it's fine it's awesome it's fun to debate um let's definitely do it more and uh, definitely want to say I appreciate all the people who have been a part of these broadcasts, especially all the people who have been regulars, people like Jesse Schmidt. Uh, you know, uh, I look forward to talking to High Impact Flicks as well. That should be interesting. I'm definitely going to reach out uh, to those guys. Uh, anything else you want to say, Jason? Nah, brother. You know, I just hope that everybody has a good weekend. Remember to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Ring those bells for notifications. It's Luke We Are Change uh, for the backup, and mine is Jason Justice 911 if you want an occasional live stream. If you want an occasional We're going to be doing live streams. Hold your horses, Jason. Right? Just wait you a want an occasional bit. live stream out there. Down. If there's a riot, something goes down, I'm going to be there. We're going to be live. Uh maybe because we since we do four videos maybe what we could do again just thinking out loud here we could do maybe just a stream on the backup channel that we would delete or a stream just for the sponsors that we would delete where we just go over the full four stories of the day and we talk about it and uh we just shoot uh the stories as we talk about them and if we make mistakes we, we just say we made mistakes and just go back what do you think about that that's another option here too i mean, I mean all i'm, I'm all down for whatever i just like uh, i do like the interaction with the audience and jesse schmidt is right tomorrow actually in my little town it's already saint oni's day so there's already drunk kids all over everywhere i'm at uh it's time to go drink some green beer and celebrate catholicism and i've i've decided maybe connor mcraper my fictional mma character that has nothing to do with any any actual person may live stream a little bit of an Irish party tomorrow, like early, like 7 or 8 a.m. before I go get some coffee. I, I mean, Conan McRaper, what's wrong with it? We still got three videos, uh, four videos to shoot tomorrow. Three uh, more videos to put up on the backup channel. Jason, uh... <laughs> I got nothing else to say. Love you I love guys. you, Luke, you and I love all you guys. I really do. I had a fun one, uh, even though this might be the last one. I'm going to keep at them, guys. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going to let them rest. So thank you so much. There's some UFC on. We've got some stuff to cut. I will talk to you guys later. All right. I uh, love you guys. Stay tuned for more.